It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 26, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the Atlanta Hawks. We'll chat about Jonathan Isaac's return, kind of, as well as how this season is not anything like last season, which, of course, you already knew. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks? Check out Locked On Hawks. Want to check out another team or see what, what's up with the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Magic will play on Friday? Check out Locked On Timberwolves. Keep an eye on the opposing teams in the playoff race with Locked On Nets, Locked On Wizards, Locked On Bulls. You name it, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Whether it's in the NBA, the NFL, MLB, NHL, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for just about every team that you can think of. Plus, we've got great national podcasts, Locked On NBA, Locked on Fantasy Basketball, the Duncan and the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show, as well as Rejecting the Screen. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. On this two-game road trip the Magic are on currently, they got some good news. No, it's not just that they beat the Brooklyn Nets on Monday, which was a huge win, which we're also kind of basking in its glory a little bit. They brought someone back into the fold that that they've been missing now for nearly two months. For the first time since he injured his left knee against the Washington Wizards on January 1st, Jonathan Isaac is traveling with the Orlando Magic. Not just traveling, he's doing some light shooting work, set shots and free throws, under the careful eye of Orlando Magic training staff. To say the least, this is a very good development. Isaac was first spotted on the bench during Friday's game, suggesting that he is healthier and making progress in his return from the posterior lateral quarter injury to his left knee, knee, as well as the medial bone contusion to the same knee. Making very good progress indeed. He's no longer on crutches. He is walking around with a brace over his left knee that he wears even when he is not playing. Important to note. Still walking, you know, maybe a little bit gingerly, but uh, at least when I saw him Friday. But Isaac is slowly getting back into basketball activity and slowly, it seems, making his way back into the fold. 
if you if you recall when the injury was first announced after January first on January second or third, the Magic said that they would reevaluate him in I think it was six to eight weeks. Well, six to eight weeks or whatever whatever it is that the, the math I did was says that it would come up now or roughly this week is when the Magic would reevaluate him or announce some reevaluation of him or, or give some type of update on him and maybe. Making Isaac available to the media and showing him off to the media as, as, as recovering is part of that reevaluation. There's still a long way to go before Isaac is back on the floor, and it is now late February, getting into early March. There is perhaps some hope that he can return this season. It's been widely assumed that Isaac will not play this season. In fact, I've kind of come under that assumption as well. The Magic have not specifically ruled him out. Neither Jeff Weltman, no, Jeff Weltman has not said that. He's only said that, that Isaac's recovering and, and they'll take him on his schedule. And Isaac, when he spoke to the media on Monday in Brooklyn, also said that, you know, he doesn't know if he will be back this season or not, but he is working diligently on his recovery and trying to get better. And he wants to be out there. He wants to play, and he's happy to be back with his teammates and back with the guys, as he said. But to be sure, there is that deadline, that that little carrot at the end of the stick of a playoff berth, and yes, of being back with the Magic full-time, with being back playing with the Magic. Undoubtedly, Isaac would help. Orlando's defense has slipped considerably, and they're still 10th in the league since Isaac's injury, but it's been slipping lately. And there are certainly plenty of plays that the Magic are making and not making that Isaac would play a major factor in. Just his rim protection, his ability to be in the right spot, his ability just to make plays. I mean, you look at the kind of play that Aaron Gordon made at the end of the game last night, or Monday night, that's the kind of play Jonathan Isaac has been making right was making regularly this year. Isaac was on track to lead the league in stocks this season and was competing, you know, was going to be on the all defensive first team or was going to be on an all defensive team this year. Won't be the last time we say that. But all that was cut short by his injury. Again, a, a catastrophic and not a catastrophic, but a random injury that the Magic are right to take their time recovering from. If there's one thing that we know about Jeff Weltman and David Tenney and, and the medical staff is that they will make sure Isaac hits every benchmark before they clear him to play. They are playing the long game with Jonathan Isaac. He is 21 years old. They hope to have him for the next 10, 15 years. They know they're just the 7th or the 8th seed and there is no reason to push Isaac back into the lineup before he is ready. And this is 100% the right approach. The Magic certainly are not going to rule him out for the season, but it still feels essentially that he is out for the season. Now, maybe Isaac needs another month to get back to game shape and get back to game speed and back all the way there. That puts us at the end of March, and that would leave a couple weeks left in the season to, for him to return. But there is no rush on this. Absolutely no rush on this. And the Magic should proceed as if Isaac will not be back this season. At least the players should. Again, it's more important that Isaac is healthy and able to put in a good summer. Because that's where the work's going to get done. 
as much as it would be nice to see Isaac go through a playoff series again, the way things have been interrupted this year for him, there just wouldn't be enough time to build back up. And yeah, I know. I, I just, I just, you know, if he's ready, absolutely he should go. If he clears all those benchmarks, he absolutely, absolutely should come back and, and and play a little bit. But there, again, there's no rush, and the Magic shouldn't put an artificial deadline or an artificial timetable on him. It should be about where Isaac's at physically, and honestly, where Isaac's at mentally, to make a contribution to this team. The Magic sorely miss Isaac, as I said. And and certainly Isaac would give them a huge advantage come playoff time. Uh, You know, if if the Magic play the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs, he defends Pascal Siakam very, very well. If the Magic play the Bucs in the playoffs, he actually defends Giannis Antetokounmpo very, very well. He would be vital to any chance the Magic would have to steal a game or two in a playoff series against these very good teams. Jonathan Isaac actually does a very good job on Jason Tatum as well. Isaac makes this Magic team a little bit more dangerous and a little bit more of a difficult matchup when it comes to the postseason. But as I think most of us have surmised, this year's playoffs are important only for their developmental and and kind of preparation practice. Not so much about getting to the next round because that's probably not what's in the cards for this team. And Isaac, I think the Magic can trust and know he knows how to get himself ready for these kinds of games because he did it all of last year. Again, I'll repeat this. If Isaac is ready to go, clears all the physical benchmarks, I see no problem playing him. I'm not going to rule him out for the season either. But I think the Magic are right to be very cautious, very careful, and very pragmatic with how they get Isaac ready to go. The end of the season is on the horizon. Everyone is looking toward it. But it's not the end of the road. And it shouldn't be considered as something Isaac has to work double time to get ready for. He needs to progress as his body allows. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that sort of gets us to back to the game against Brooklyn. As I said on yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic, it was the first time in a long time that the Magic really felt like last year's team. As as I noted, it felt like Orlando got their swagger back. This belief that they could beat any team and actually perform and do so. It's no longer just talk. It was action. 
they were the more assertive, aggressive team. And they went out and won the game. And it's been a long time since they've done that. It feels like this whole season has been waiting for a moment just like that. Waiting for that team to show up. That 22-9 and team to show up. And I think everyone knew that, that the team wasn't quite that good. That, that there was just a special urgency, a mix of the schedule lightening up the way it did. You know, everything kind of clicking together at the right moment. But undoubtedly, the team, you know, if they weren't that 22-9 team, was somewhere in the middle. Somewhere maybe a notch below it. Certainly a team that could win, again, 42 games just like they did last year. You know, maybe spread, out, spread that out a little bit more and not have to go on such a crazy run. The Magic, because of their salary cap situation, and, and frankly because of their success, because they made the playoffs, were forced to bring a lot of the same roster back. They had very little maneuverability. They weren't quite ready to make trades. And so they opted to bring their roster back, believing that internal development of Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon, along with the additions of Mo Bamba and Markel Fultz to the rotation, would help push this team to that next level. Continuity, we believed at least, if not the team itself believed, would allow the Magic to get a head start on everyone and get themselves ahead of the curve. That, of course, is not was not the case. Steve Clifford even admitted the Magic did not have a good training camp or training camp that they wanted. The team just lost a little bit of its edge. And yes, you know, stagnation certainly occurred. The team just felt a little stale. As I've said throughout the season, I, I really do believe that this year's team is better than last year's team. They've shown a lot more poise. They have uh, kind of stemmed the tide from some really bad stretches of play. They haven't had that absolutely killer losing streak that would bury them. And I think a lot of that is because of the experience that they had last year. I think if this were two years ago that we wouldn't be talking about the Magic being in the playoffs with some of the losses and struggles this team has had. The foundation that Steve Clifford has built is strong, and it has kept them from falling off the mountain, from crumbling completely. But it hasn't allowed them to push forward. And instead of being a team on the rise or a team looking to make that next step, like we all thought they would, this is a team that very much feels like it's hit its ceiling. It's a team that, frankly hasn't been able to escape the success of what they did last year, of the run that they went through last year and the push to make the playoffs. Everyone wants that team because so many players are the same. Injuries, it's granted. Because so many players are the same, they're expected to be that team again. I am guilty of it as much as anyone in the media, but it feels like Fairly often, players are asked about last year's team, about what went right last year, whether the conditions are aligning once again for them to make a run. And, and to the players' credit, they've taken those questions pretty pretty fairly, and, and, and but they've all said essentially the same thing. This isn't last year. This team is different, even though they have a lot of the same personnel. The dynamic is different. Some of that is the Magic are playing with a lead now. They're not chasing a playoff spot. They're 
you know, don't have that same edge and chip on their shoulder that they did last year, trying to prove themselves in the league. Staying, you know, usually say this about champions, but staying on the mountaintop is much more difficult than climbing the mountain, especially when so many teams are trying to get in. And, you know, again, the Eastern Conference has helped them out in that, in that sense. But the, if you're expecting this Magic team to go on a run like they did last year, I think you will be sorely disappointed. The players acknowledge it, and it's time to acknowledge it too. This is not last year's team. As much as we want to believe that a run is on the way, that a push is coming, and it might be because the schedule lightens up considerably here in the next couple weeks, at least on paper. The odds that this team makes that kind of run are just low. They don't have the same swagger and energy that they had last year. Again, the same edge that they had last year. But it did feel like they could beat anybody. When they were one of the top teams in fourth quarter comebacks, they don't have a lot of those. They only have four wins against teams better than 500. It's a different energy and feel for this group, and and they just haven't been able to copy what they did last year. It isn't something that they can just reach into reserve. Again, injuries have hurt this team considerably. They're down essentially two power forwards. There's been a lot of youth and inexperience, and frankly, I would argue that Steve Clifford tinkered a little bit too much with his rotations and playing groups, as well as with the offensive strategy. Nikola Vucevic should not be shooting five three-pointers a game like he has been. Giving him that freedom is, frankly, a little bit of a mistake. But regardless of any of that, regardless of any of that, the Magics do still have something to achieve. This team ultimately may not have a better record than they had last year. This team ultimately may be in the same spot. And yes, this team ultimately may have reached its ceiling, its peak, its cap. And change must come in the offseason. But there's still a lot to work on. There's still a lot to achieve. And this team has to define itself. Perhaps, perhaps, Monday's win is the beginning of that. As Steve Clifford said at the, after that game, this is either the, the turning point for our season or it's just a good game. This Magic team has struggled with consistency, especially on the offensive end, but even more so lately defensively. They've struggled with all of that, and it's kept them from achieving their goals and their dreams. They still have that chance, though. The East is forgiving, very forgiving. And the Magic can still push forward and get to the 7th seed, be at least what they were last year. Getting to 500 will be tough, but not impossible. But a 22 and 9 run is not likely in the cards. A 22 and 9 run, playing as one of the best teams in the league through the final third of the season. This team's going to do it. If they're going to do that, they're going to be very different than what they were last year. And I think, perhaps at least, it's time to bury, you know. Again, I'm guilty of it. I compared them to last year's team too yesterday. But perhaps it's time to bury those comparisons and let this team be who it will be. 
with all its flaws and all its strengths involved. playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day All right, folks, if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On Magic is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Orlando Magic fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Magic fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on Locked On on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. The Orlando Magic back in action Wednesday to complete this little mini two-game road trip against the Atlanta Hawks, a 7.30 tip-off, and a game that's a real big test. As I noted earlier, this game is a test of the Magic's character. They're coming off a humongous win with huge stakes against the Brooklyn Nets. And they sleptwalked through the first half of that game, and suddenly they woke up and played really, really well, and it felt like a really good win. I mean, it, it was a really good win, a really good character-building win. But as the saying goes, momentum is the next day's pitcher. This league is not about what you did yesterday. It's about what you do tomorrow, what you do today. And how you build consistency from game to game to game. Steve Clifford did say it best, and I completely agree with him. Every team has good wins. Every team, no matter how good or bad they are, has moments where they look really good. Has moments that, you know, hang with you at the end of the season. I mean, some of those, some of those really bad Magic teams had some really incredible wins and some really fun moments. But they all, you know, were momentary. They didn't happen very often, or they didn't happen on a night-to-night basis. That's what the Magic are standing up against against the Atlanta Hawks. This is a team they should beat. By record, the Magic are significantly better than them. They are playing for something the Hawks are not. And it's a game the Magic should win. And frankly, win comfortably. That's not to put the Hawks down. The Hawks are playing really well. They've been 4-6 and six their last 10 games. They've obviously got Trey Young, who is an offensive savant. Um, they're going to put up a lot of points. And what the Hawks really do, I, I feel, is they test your discipline. 
because you're not going to stop them all the time. Trey Young's going to make some incredible shots, and you got to keep them off the foul line. That's a really big issue in this game. It was a big issue when the Magic faced the Hawks a couple weeks ago. They're going to force you to be disciplined, to be di- to, to have discipline defensively, because they'll make shots, but they're not going to make shots all the time. They're going to turn the ball over a lot, so you got to convert off the turnovers. You got to keep them off the offensive glass. They they don't have Clint Capella yet. Uh, and so you've got to be able to attack them when they make mistakes. And honestly, like that's what caused the Magic to lose this in the second game. The second game that they lost to Atlanta was Atlanta made plenty of mistakes, but Orlando did not attack them. They did not take advantage. They did not make shots. So, yes, ultimately this game comes down to the Magic needing to make shots. And the last meeting against the Hawks that the Magic won, they made shots. They scored 127 points. You know, they, they made a ton of three-pointers. They can't rely on that again. So their defense needs to be better, especially their pick-and-roll defense against Trey Young. They need to be stay connected to him, stay on his hip, don't let him get shots off, and again, just be, be up in him a little bit. Um, you know, the, the, the Magic really struggled with pick-and-roll defense against the Nets. Nets, you know, don't quite have an offensive player like Trey Young, but the Magic buckled down defensively in the second half. Still gave up a ton of threes, though. So Orlando's defense has really got to be on point, and it's got to look to force mistakes, force turnovers, and get out in transition. From there, Orlando needs to make sure that they're executing their offense and moving the ball. If they fall into the trap of playing isolation ball or shooting too many threes or trying to match the Hawks at the three-point line or do what they did the last time they faced the Hawks when they made so many three-pointers. If the Magic try to do that, they will fall victim again. The Magic struggle with shooting point guards. With guards like Trey Young, you know, that the Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Kemba Walker group, those are the point guards the Magic really struggle with because Vooch drops pretty aggressively. Um, pretty, you know, you know, meaning that he's further back. Um, he drops, and so he gives that space up. Trey Young's not a mid-range jump shooter, so that 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 won't hurt them as much. But Marco Fultz has to be really on his game. You know, if DJ Augustin gets a turn, he's got to be really on his game, staying connected and contesting Trey Young shots. You know, out to the logo, of course. And Young can keep the Hawks in the game. They're getting better play from Cam Reddish. You know, they've got Kevin Herter. They've got shooters too. But this Hawks team goes as Trey Young goes. He will keep them in games. And it's up to the defense to slow and stop everyone else. It's up to the defense to create opportunities for the offense. And it's up to the defense to to be this team's identity, frankly. The Magic can win this game. The Magic should win this game. They must, in fact, win this game. This is the kind of game that you cannot give up anymore. They've already lost to the Knicks. They've already lost to the Hawks twice. They've lost to the Warriors. And maybe losing to the Warriors isn't as bad starting March 1st, but it was bad when the Magic lost to them. Those are the games the Magic want to stop dropping. Those are the games the Magic cannot afford to lose in a tight playoff race. The Nets are playing the Wizards on Wednesday. So the Magic are going to gain a game on, are going to get the Magic with a win, gain a game on somebody. And that's that's important. You lose, you lose a game to somebody. And again, that's important. So we're at the stage where, yes, we are looking at these kind of games and, and realizing that, that this kind of game on this kind of night is a big deal. Again, keys to the game are staying attached to Trey Young. Not letting him get free and get a shot off. And again, don't foul him. Turning the Hawks' mistakes and turnovers into baskets on your end and 
Yes, frankly, the biggest key of the game is the Magic have to be smart with their decision-making with shot with shot selection, and they have to make shots when they get them. Tip-off for this game is scheduled for 7.30 at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. The Orlando Magic taking on the Atlanta Hawks before they come home for a brief game against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places and all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.